0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. My name is Jello Coon, along with Fred.
1: Hello, I'm back. We we liked him so guys, much once.
0: We said, I can't bring him back.
1: Well, that's interesting. I was gonna say you guys can't get rid of me.
0: <laughs> is that a threat? <laughs> I'm here. Uh, I've locked I've locked myself inside the podcast studio.
1: <laughs> yeah, locked inside here. No, I'm I'm not getting out. You know. You haven't answered my demands yet, so uh listen,
0: I said, your guys call my guys. Still wait for the call.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's the holidays. You have to give them time
0: it's, off. okay, fair enough, fair enough. Oh man, it has been already a wild twenty twenty four over in Japan. We've had oh a yeah. major earthquake. Uh planes running into each other, people stabbing each other.
1: Oh, I missed that yeah a plane
0: collision so a yeah, so on the first, there was a major earthquake right um, and then unfortunately, on the second, there was a uh defense force plane sitting on the runway at Haneda. And apparently, it wasn't supposed to be on the runway yet. And a JAL with three hundred and seventy-eight passengers uh, clipped it, and oh, uh, nobody died except for. Wow, well, let me take that back. Five people died, but the five people who died were only in the defense force plane. So nobody on the jetliner. All passengers survived. There were some injuries, but. Everyone got off the plane safely in ninety seconds. So, wow. but from from the way it's been sounding, it sounded like the the small the smaller plane was supposed to stop before getting onto the actual runway, and the lights that would have indicated "Hey, you've gone too far" were out of service at the time. So they, sounds uh, like they may have mistakenly, or well not mistakenly, unknowingly drove onto the, uh, onto the runway. And the plane, the other plane was coming in for a landing. Um, this video of the collision. It's, it's wild. That and I'm glad, you know, rest in peace to the people who died, but when you think of the possible amount of casualties that cur- could have been.
1: Yeah, I mean it, yeah. it could be a lot worse.
0: Pretty wild, but uh, it's always something. Me, me and my wife. Uh, if you're like into aviation accidents and stuff, my wife and I watch a show called uh, Airplane Air-, Air Crash Investigations, where um, it's it's done by Nat Geo Canada, and there's an American version they just call like Mayday, where it's usually the same episodes, just different narrator, and they usually take a lot longer to. To come online but uh they usually reenact the events and then they go back through sometimes even with the accident investigators and be like oh we found the you know this this was broken or and then they explain like what happened and what came out of the accident so you know rule changes or you know the company was fined and you know, they fixed all the issues, and there's never been an issue since. So, yeah. It's, it's a fun show, but it's, it's definitely something if you don't like flying, you're going to be like, oh, God, I don't want to watch that. But at the end of the day, it's one of those shows where it's like, okay, you see the bad, but you some, you know most of the time you hear about the good. You know, like, oh, this happened, but here's what happened to make things safer. So it's, it's a fun show. And very educational. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, and then, yeah, the, the third day, some woman in her 20s was, like, stabbing people on a train at Akahaba Station. But no one died there, and I don't know, just, like, every couple of years, Japan just has these, like, stabbing sprees. Where some idiot with a knife or a hatchet or something will just start going to town. But I don't know. It's
1: wild. Yeah, well, it's good. It's good nobody died. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that is very good. But uh yeah. Other than that, uh you know, I hope you had a good holiday and and uh I know I got a lot. I I finished a lot of uh, shows from 2023. I even started a couple new ones. Um
1: all right. Nice.
0: So I finally, yesterday, I finally finished, or sorry, later, earlier today, I finally finished Demon Slayer season three, or whatever this, the, the whatever this latest season was, because I know they're coming out with another one this, this uh, season. And man, Demon Slayer is just Demon Slayer. And, uh, nothing really changes. It's fun to watch, but there's nothing like gripping. You know what I mean?
1: I think so. So it's just sort of like recycling, like the same sort of stuff over and over. Or yeah, I, I haven't watched any Demon Slayer. Okay, at all.
0: so okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, Demon Slayer is like you're kind of like Shonen, like not as power fantasy or whatever, but like. Uh, the main character, his family was killed by demons, so he becomes a demon slayer, part of the demon corps, to eradicate the demons. And he's fighting with his sister, who's like half demon. Um, and she's like walking in a box. There's a lot. Anyway, he gets tied with some crazy kooky characters. One guy wears like a a boar's head mask, and wears his. And another guy like. He's always a scaredy cat, but when he's asleep, he's like super powerful. But he doesn't know he's super powerful. And so it's it's it plays a trope of like comedy as well as like action and such. And like what's interesting about it, like the first season was all about Tanjiro, like training and getting into the demon core and all that. But these last two seasons have just been like Oh, they fight the different demons. And every demon has, like, this backstory. Like, how they came the way they came, or why they act the way they act. And the demons themselves are really interesting. They all have, like, different powers. Or they have, like, you know, twists to, like... They're not just like, oh, you can't... The whole point is that you have to behead them. If you behead them, their body will disappear. And then if the sun comes out, they will also be burned alive so um you know it's like oh how do they decapitate them but it's also like oh i have nine thousand different moves and they all have different levels of you know punishment on my body if i go to use it or they can do shit like oh i rearranged my organs so when the demon slay you know stabbed me through my chest i just rearranged my organs you know so it didn't puncture anything crucial it's it's crazy crap like that where it's like okay whatever you know
1: but um, yeah I, I think I get what you mean like yeah. there aren't there aren't stakes necessarily
0: there is but there isn't there's like, always like a oh well this happened or somebody showed up or whatever you know like oh I yeah. I just like Dragon Ball like I went above nine thousand or you know whatever the I went beyond my my limit and now i was able to go to limit level two and you know their swords all do something special and you know if someone makes a perfect sword that's even better than the last one they're that much more powerful and and then you've got the comedy to kind of break it up things of that nature but it follows a very it's a very not i want to say formulaic but it's like couple episodes where they're not fighting and they're maybe training or, you know, in, in one season they got severely injured. So they had to like, they spent like five episodes at like a rehabilitation camp for a demon core and wacky hijinks ensued while they were trying to heal up. But then it's like, oh, big bad monster guy demon shows up. couple episodes there. Okay, they defeat them. A couple more episodes of hijinks. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. But now the level of demons are getting to like the top 10 demons that they fight. And there's, there's an overall arching story of why the things they are that they're there. But at the end of the day, like this last season was very much like we're fighting this one or two core demons. And it took the entire 11 episodes, you know, maybe the first three or four where, you know, filler. But then it was like, from then on, it was fighting, 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 along with backstory, deep of the demons, because there was multiple demons. And then, like, new Hashira, that's like the top level core demon slayers. Some new Hashira people showed up, so we got to see their backstory and, you know, how they became a demon slayer person. And so it's like, yeah, it's it's mindless. And I know people will get into it and like people will be like, "Oh my god, you're so wrong." But at the end of the day, it's just it's fighting mindless fighting. You learn, you know, you learn about the characters, but it's like rinse repeat. And at this point in the show, we're three seasons in a movie deep. And they're coming out with another series this season. And you know, they had one big Plot point at the very, very end that occurred that I won't spoil, which I don't even know if it's going to make a huge difference. It probably will, but it's a good plot point. But, like, you could have probably watched the last three or four episodes and probably would have been like, all right, I got it. Like, you didn't need to watch all 11. So.
1: Okay. So it's partially like a pacing issue, too. Like, they're stretching too much. Or too little out over too many episodes.
0: Yeah, and it's not bad. Like, in this case, it's not like, oh my god, they're doing white, you know, it's they're just doing filler to do filler. It's more like, there was like five characters fighting, right? And there's maybe three or four mm. demons. But it was like, oh, well, this guy's in a life and death situation. He's like sucked up in a water pot, drowning with like spikes through his face and it like it starts expounding on like here's a flashback to when he was a child and his brother was murdered by a demon and his parents were were no good and they died and they were orphans and and you know what I mean it does it for every character though every demon has a backstory every uh, a person who died. I always get some like sap, like sad, like, oh man, uh, their life sucked as a child, and you know, people looked down on, threw rocks at me, or I you know whatever. So it's always just right. like, oh Jesus, come on.
1: But yeah, it's not it's not effective if uh, if it's used for every character.
0: It's interesting, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's like it's never just like I became a demon because I wanted to. It's always like, I had no choice. My life was rotten and I wanted to, like, ruin the world or, you know, whatever. I don't know. But, let's just say I will continue watching it just because I'm this far invested. But at the end of the day, like, obviously this aired back in spring. And I just finished it in January of 2024. Like, this was one of those shows that they're good to marathon watching week to week for me just doesn't bring any joy but to be fair i watched the show late like i started watching the show after season one when almost season two was gonna air and it's it's all dubbed so it's like the dub's really good and such but it was one of those things that you just kind of throw on and pay attention but you're not gonna be like if you don't pay attention, it's not going to be like you're like, Oh, man, what, what what, what, plot point did I just miss? Like, at the end of the day, the demon is either going to get killed or they're going to kill someone. Like, just because you didn't learn what the backstory of some demon was, like, okay, whoop-de-doo. Like, the overall plot isn't going like, to radically change. So, it, it was okay. Um... You know, it wasn't anything, like, super off the wall. Like, you know, they 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 found their formula. They're sticking to it. You know, they are slowly pushing the overall narrative plots forward. But, I mean, like, they could go on this for years and years. But it's not, like, One Piece level filler or bleach <laughs> or things like that.
1: Oh, dear. Yeah. yeah probably for the best.
0: The one show uh, I did start watching that I found really interesting, I don't know if you're familiar with it, uh, Undead
1: Unluck. I've heard about it. I've considered it. I haven't watched any of it yet.
0: Well, the dub just started about three. It's on episode four. Um, okay. And the dub work is really good. I really yeah, like it. Yeah, I might the, give it a shot then. Yeah, the the characters are really well voiced. And it's, it's interesting that I never really heard of this concept where the main characters, like, so the main character is this girl, and she ended up killing her parents unknowingly. Uh, essentially, yeah,
1: she's, like, uh, super unlucky, right? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She attracts, yeah. attracts bad luck attracts and misfortune. She attracts bad
0: luck and misfortune, exactly, through touch. So if you touch her, something bad's going to happen. And then there's the character she meets. She calls him Andy. Um, he's been... He's dead. Or he's undead. He's been alive for hundreds of years and he wants to die. So he thinks by... Sl- he he The ultimate unluck so far has been if they kiss. But uh, he wants to have sex with her. Because he thinks that that's the <laughs> ultimate, that's like the ultimate way to die and give me the most unluck. And she's like, fuck you. I'm never going to have sex with you.
1: See, see, that's what happened when I said that to a girl. She just told me to. <clears throat> Anyways.
0: <laughs> uh, but it's fun because like, like at first I was like, what the fuck is going on? But the first and second episode like just flew by. And then they've, they've fought their first big battle. Well, technically second. But the characters are actually kind of interesting, it kind of silly. But, like, the first character they fight uh, is, like, some organization who wants to kill them. Uh, but, like, they don't just... They don't just be like, oh, like, she knows she's unlucky. And she gets it. And they actually, at the very beginning of the show, she was going to commit suicide. She got done, like, reading her favorite manga and was like, all right, I'm going to go kill myself. I can't stand living like this. But then she meets Undead, and together they kind of team up to defeat this, like, just kind of, like I said, his, hit the motive for him is to sleep with her. And she's just, like, kind of along for the ride, like, oh, well, at least I found someone who can understand my predicament. And, you know, it's, it's fun. It's a fun show. Uh, it's 24 episodes, like I said, I've only watched four, so we'll see how it goes, but I, I also like the you fact that, that she, wears a, she wears a wool hat that says good luck on it.
1: <laughs> uh, now, th- this was uh, David Productions, right?
0: Uh, TMS, I want to say
1: it was either Them or Chitra. Bones.
0: Oh yeah, it is David Productions, you are correct. Okay. So what's David Productions? I'm not familiar with Them.
1: Um, well, I, I know them best from, uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Ah, okay. But, uh, they, they've done a couple other things too. I want to say, uh, they were doing the new Urusai Yatsura. Ooh, that was good. And that um, starts
0: this season too. And that was a really fun, uh, visually. That was really good.
1: Yeah. Like I, I know David Productions, they just generally do good work. So, uh, okay, yeah, I think David I'll definitely give production. it a shot.
0: Uh, founded in September two thousand seventeen by former Gonzo producers, Koji Kajita and Tatoo Okura, and they're based in Tokyo. Notable works from the studio include JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, Cells at Work, Fire Force. Cells at Work. You are correct. The two thousand twenty-two adaptation of Urusei Yatsura. Hell yeah! Okay. I don't I'll be honest, I'm one of those people that just kinda of watches shows. I don't get like it's like, oh, it's trigger or or you like the big, big like, oh, we know they're gonna be like visual stunners.
1: I, yeah. I, I don't really I mean I, I try to I try to keep track of studios at least a little bit just because uh sometimes you can find good stuff that way.
0: Oh for sure. But...
1: Uh, yeah, see. like I, I don't I don't go so far as like uh, who actually worked on the production. That's, that's yeah. a little too far down the rabbit hole.
0: Okay, yeah, And this is the latest one is Undead Young. Sweet. Yeah, it's been fun. Sorry, Ivan Bogarty, what have else have you been watching?
1: Well, I'll tell you. Uh, I finished watching Spy Family Season 2, and uh, it was, you know, pretty good on the whole. It ended strong because I think... Uh, I think there were two episodes since we last talked, and both of them were pretty darn good. I think they kind of made up for a lot of my complaints.
0: Nice. Which, well, if you, you want to save know. it, we can uh, review it after this.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll get into it later. Cool. Um, as for new stuff I've watched, uh, I watched the first episode of Dungeon Meshi, and uh, that, that was what I was talking about before. It's um,
0: Oh, that was a manga you read.
1: That manga. Yeah, well, I, I only read a few chapters, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. It basically adapted the first few chapters or whatever. Um, so Dungeon Meshi, general premise, it's uh, fantasy, and this is actually something I really like where it's just, you know, pure fantasy. It doesn't go into any detail about, like, experience or levels or classes or anything like that. It's, they treat it as if it's an actual fantasy world. Gotcha. And so uh, what happens is there's a party, they're down deep in a dungeon, and um, they're fighting a red dragon. Which, you know, it's a rather dangerous encounter. Dragon's not known for being pushovers. And they're struggling, partially because uh, like they haven't eaten in a few days, they don't have enough provisions, so they're hungry, they're tired, they're not at their best. Uh, The dragon snaps up a character who's meant to be like a cleric or something a spellcaster and with her last act she manages to teleport everyone outside the dungeon saving them but in the process she gets eaten so back on the surface the main character lias um it it was his sister who was eaten by the way he sort of wakes up and he's like okay uh things are foobar you know we have no money we have no food uh, two of the party members have just bailed on the party altogether. So at this point, it's, you know, Lias, who's, you know, like a generic warrior, like heavy armor, sword, shield, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. There is uh, Marcel, an elf wizard, and Chilchuk, who is like a like a hobbit or a halfling, and he's like um, like a lockpick, or uh, a thief. Like he picks locks, disarms mm-hmm. traps, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so the three of them are sitting there talking. They're like, okay, you know, this is bad. You know, your sister is eaten by the dragon. Resurrection spells only work so much, you know. Like, you can resurrect somebody if they've been, like, mauled and shredded. But, you know, if they've been digested, like, yeah, I don't know. So they they start to, like, you know, formulate plans. Like, one idea is they could sell off all their expensive equipment use the money to buy, like, basic equipment and provisions and go back down. Laius suggests that everybody sells everything. He keeps his equipment, takes provisions, goes down by himself. And then uh, they ultimately decide that both of these are kind of like a no-go. Because, like, what are you going to do with crap equipment fighting a dragon? And alternately, what is Laius going to do against a dragon by himself? So they ultimately decide they'll save on provisions by eating the local flora and fauna in the dungeon and initially uh Chilchuck Marcel and marcella are repulsed by this because like you know like eating monsters that's kind of gross and it, it's it's kind of played for comedy but this is something of like a hobby of lias's you know he was always sort of interested in like you know what if you eat like a, a little creepy curly critter in a dungeon you know wouldn't that be fun and you know, they, they get a little uh, practical demonstration in this when, like, a little mushroom monster comes shambling down. They kill it, and they start to prepare to cook it. And along the way, they catch, like, a giant scorpion to cook too. You know, they, they um, chop it up, stuff it in a pot, start boiling it. And it turns out horribly. Mm-hmm. So as they're cooking, um, a dwarf walks over, like like a fantasy dwarf, you know, beard, all that stuff. Um he says, like, okay, you know, I see you guys are cooking, but, like, come on, dude, really? You didn't cut the tail off the scorpion. You didn't properly chop up the mushroom. It works much better if you do it like this. And so they all work together. They have a good meal. And, um, you know, they just get to talking. And they basically say, like, well, we were trying to save Laius's sister. Uh, she was eaten by a red dragon. And Senshi, the dwarf, says, like, oh, a red dragon. You know, I'd like to cook one of those. So... They find some common ground, to start delving further. And then, um, you know, that, that whole bit, that was sort of like the first chapter, you know, establishing everything. The second half of the episode is basically they, um, at Marcel's insistence, they, uh, they cook up something that's not uh, disgusting, humanoid, or wholly inedible, like rats, goblins, or living armor. And to that end, they end up uh, harvesting a bunch of fruit from man-eating plants and stuff like that and cook a fruit tart.
0: So is this, like, how to cook stuff in a dungeon?
1: Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's focused, by and large, on cooking. Gotcha! And, like... it It is interesting because it goes into detail about the biology and physiology of all these monsters and stuff like that. Because, like... Like, a a giant scorpion, like, those don't exist. Like, there are scorpions, but, you know, they're not the size of small dogs. But when you have a scorpion like that big here, you know, it's feasible to cook it, and the way it was depicted, it turns out it's a lot like a lobster, basically. You know, there are bits you have to cut off. You have to remove, like, entrails and internal organs. Uh, When you boil it, it turns red. Stuff like that. Hmm. So... There is, like, a fair degree of, like, fantasy action, too. Like, there was a sequence in the beginning where they're fighting the dragon, and it's actually, you know, people fighting the dragon. It's not like it instantly just curb stomped them. And there are, like, little bits of action here and there. Like, initially, when they're gathering fruit from the man-eating plants, uh, Marcel is not willing to approach them to collect the fruit, for obvious reasons. So she starts to, you know, cast a spell to gather it, and ultimately, uh, things go kind of poorly. You know, the, the dwarf sort of restrains her so she doesn't, like, harvest all the food and waste it accidentally, and then the plant grabs her. They sort of have to, uh, wrangle the plant to prevent it from, uh, eating her. I think the plant that grabbed her actually, rather than digesting you like a Venus flytrap, what it does is it actually sort of, um, embeds seeds into your skin. Through like um, like a vine-like appendage, it it just it like pokes you, it pricks you with it, and deposits seeds, and then those sort of like sprout and grow, and then, you know, you die and provide yeah you nourishment, provide nourishment for, for the, the seedlings. Yeah, yeah. Huh.
0: That is wild.
1: Yeah, and it it's pretty good too. Like it, it was well animated, which is nice, and. The odd thing about it is, um, it's by Studio Trigger, but it doesn't look like the other stuff they've done, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, in, like, stuff like Kill la Kill and Kiznaiver, and, like, Darling and the Franks, to an extent, like, they have those motifs of, like, the four-pointed stars and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Like, like none, none of that's present. Um, like if if I didn't know it was Studio Trigger, I wouldn't assume it was them.
0: Gotcha. Makes sense. So, so maybe they're trying to find me, just trying to say like, hey, we can do other things too.
1: Maybe like I, well, I maybe guess they're maybe um, maturing
0: with their art style.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about it, trying to articulate it. You know, I I don't think it's necessarily a good or bad thing i think it's good that they're you know respecting the source material adapting it well and you know matching the art style but on the other hand you know i do like their style so like Mm -hmm. i i don't know i don't know if there's necessarily room for trigger to have put their style into this but you know i'm i'm excited to see where it goes because i think beyond this point beyond this first episode um I don't really know anything that's going to happen.
0: Well, that's good because I can't talk, uh, which isn't good for the show. That means like, hey, they're not dropping hints. and It's not so, you know, you're not like, oh, I've seen this before. So it's definitely it sounds like something like, hey, you're going to be generally either shocked or surprised when things happen then. Cause, you know, some shows are kind of bad where they'll just kind of okay. like drop things. Where it's like, okay, now it's going to happen, then sure as shit it does. You know, they'll foreshadow, well,
1: but then they'll foreshadow yeah.
0: too much where it's like, ah, fuck, it's this trope again.
1: Okay. Maybe I was unclear. Like, I, I do kind of know where it's going. They are going to cook more things. Oh, no, of course. But, like, I mean, I, I assume that, like, at the very end, I, I don't know if this is, like, an incomplete adaptation or what, but, like, I, I assume at the end, because the manga ended. Ooh, like a month or two ago? I I assume they get down to the bottom and resurrect the sister. Actually, that's one more plot point I forgot to mention. Uh, Senshi, the dwarf, when he's talking about the red dragon and how he wants to eat it, uh, he mentions that red dragons, by their nature, you know, they're big, they consume a lot of food, but to maintain their massive stature, they digest food very slowly. Mm -hmm. So the idea is... um, they have a lot more time to rescue Lias's sister than initially they thought, because she might be dead, but there will still be some remains, basically.
0: Huh. So I'm assuming either part of her body's still there, or her bones, or something they can
1: use. Yeah, like they'll they'll have something to work with, and like I assume this was done just so like the manga could go to. Maybe not a sedate pace, but not like... Not like this huge ticking clock that was introduced in the beginning where it's like, okay, she's being actively digested, meaning we need to get down there, like, within a few days. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was Dungeon Meshi. Like, all told, I'm definitely excited for it. I'm going to be continuing watching that. Um... Next on the list Uh, I was planning to watch Metallic Rouge And that's something That has not aired yet Um, Basically it just sort of Caught my eye as I was uh, Scrolling around looking at stuff I don't know much about the premise But um, It's by Studio Bones Who have done stuff I like And it was uh, An original thing So, you know, I figured that was worth checking out, if nothing else.
0: In a world where humans and androids coexist, instantly makes me think of, uh... What was the name of that show? Chobits? Well, it's kind of Chobits. That or Plastic Memories. Uh,
1: I I thought Chobits.
0: Okay, fair. (laughs) Hopefully not as itchy. (laughs) <laughs>
1: well, Rouge is you a... never know
0: <laughs> If they have to get turned on the way they turn it on in show I don't know uh, Rouge is an android girl Who is on a mission to on Mars With her par- partner Naomi The mission is to murder nine artificial Humans who are Hostile to the government
1: Okay, Yeah, it sounds like Blade Runner it does. I I think that's probably what uh attracted me to it. Cause I, I enjoy science fiction stuff and uh Bones has done a lot of stuff I enjoy, so I figure You know, if nothing else, it's worth a shot.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to find if I can figure out what show I was thinking of. Not Marahomatic. Oh, that's another fun one. So humans
1: uh, and androids coexisting. Um,
0: it was like a really chill, but they couldn't tell between if they were human or androids because they could turn off their little thing above their head.
1: Oh, it was like a little halo yeah. kind of thing, right? I, oh, uh, I don't know what it's called. I remember. I remember listening to people talk about it years ago, probably around like 2015 Yeah, or so. it's
0: an older show. But
1: yeah, oh, it was, that's the darn. first thing
0: I thought of. But obviously there's been a lot of anime with different spins on that. Yeah. So, definitely.
1: Okay. So there's that. And then uh, the last thing I watched was Gushing Over Magical Girls. Oh
0: my god, I watched that too.
1: And uh, it wasn't what I expected.
0: <laughs> it wasn't. I didn't know if I wanted I... to bring it up.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. I'll I'll do the stuff nobody else wants to do. Oh, uh,
0: my buddy. He next he messages me on Discord and he's like, "So this is a thing," and I'm like, "Oh, magical girls." And he didn't. I knew nothing about uh, it. it all, and all it said was. Uh, he had a clip snippet from like the an uh, the Anime News Network season preview guide of like, I want to take several hot showers to rinse what was on the show. <laughs>
1: That's a fair statement.
0: And I went, okay, I gotta check this out. And okay, uh,
1: yeah. So, so to give context to my uh, my misunderstanding here, the synopsis I read was basically this. This girl, uh what's her name? Hiragi Utena?
0: Yes, Utena.
1: Utena something. Utena. Um she likes magical girls. There are magical girls. Uh she wants to join them, but she gets sort of um yeah, Her
0: town is protected by three like, magical girls who also yeah. who also have to be in her class.
1: And, well, you know, some yeah. some degree of contrivance has to happen. Yes. But um <laughs> the synopsis i read said that she was uh tricked into becoming a an evil magical girl and like she wasn't on board with it but then she slowly started to learn that you know tricked. hey being a villain's kind of fun trick and i thought well <laughs> like maybe tricked wasn't the exact no that's not the words garbage, at all but like, is
0: no you are being a villain oh okay yeah. well, like I guess so. <laughs>
1: okay the, the the point was she didn't want to be a villain yes. but then she's like wait a minute being a villain's kind of fun yeah and i thought it would be something like somebody who's like wait a minute i enjoy being evil i will commit petty crimes but um yeah no that's not what it was it's not what it was at all uh it turns out she rather enjoys uh ...doing other things, which I think are still crimes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's sexual assault. N- I'm not going adv- to advocate for them, but,
0: uh... Oh, the show yeah. I was thinking of? Time of Eve.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes.
0: All right, so yes. um, She was picked, Utena was picked, because she was the most average girl. <laughs> Everything about her is average. And basically, this show is like Magical Girls with BDSM, and it makes no yeah. sense. Like she, she, and there's lots of nudity. Um, oh yeah, there's an uncensored like, version out there already of episode way one. more than
1: I was expecting.
0: Yeah, I don't know how this isn't hentai, um, but. Yeah, basically her suit is like way revealing, even she's like, What the fuck? I don't wanna wear this And she has a magical flog. <laughs> <Like, laughs> and she can hit like plants and turn plants into like evil monsters and they do you know the typical plant thing that always seems to happen in anime.
1: You know, come to think of it, that's two episodes where, like, a plant sort of just, like, grabbed somebody with its tendrils. Yes. I think I've got a problem. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you didn't Uh, write
0: it. You didn't animate it.
1: You're just watching it. You didn't know. I didn't write it. I didn't animate it, but I do condone it. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, Uh, you know, I I I'm going to watch
0: more because it's just... It's funny. Out of morbid
1: curiosity. Yeah. I I mean, like, I I guess I have to wonder, like, what what possible fetish are they going to cater to in episode two?
0: That's exactly it. Because, like, the first one, she kept flogging them. And then, like, the next time they met, she she kept, like, happy that she was, like, near the magical girls. But then she was, like, hitting them as she, well she was spanking them with her little flog thing and she was happy by it but then, like, like a lot too yeah like very happy and then so much she would like faint i don't know if that's supposed to be her uh overflowing but or well, gushing
1: but uh I actually <laughs> I, I watched the episode earlier today actually uh, i think what we were meant to believe was um like the magical girls broke free and like curb stomped her, yeah, I think uh, you're right like uh, the the little um the little the little pokemon, whatever he is called, yes, um he he was like you know you didn't do bad for your first fight, you know, villains always lose like their first time he he said like some throwaway line implying yeah. that he had to swoop in,
0: yeah, you're right, uh. Was it Kiwi
1: was his name? I I uh, totally Yeah, let me find I, I missed his name. No, I, like I, I was knowledge. too focused on something else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I want to find out what the name was now. It's like a black version uh of like a black cat uh kind of Pokemon thing. Oh that's it. Venelita. Venelita. Venelita.
1: <laughs> it's what like the, the opposite
0: of Cuba, but not like um
1: uh, yeah it's just like black Q-Bay. yeah with stars. like same same kind of like temperament, honestly, except like uh not as inherently creepy y- you know actually if uh, if somebody were to ask me which of these shows that you watched this week was animated by Trigger, I probably would have said this one, <laughs> judging by uh, the little critter
0: uh, yeah. This was something... You know what's the crazy part is, too? This is being simulcast. My high dive. (laughs) Oh, my...
1: Is half of the screen just, like, a black bar? How did they get away with it? I
0: don't know. I didn't watch the censored... I found an uncensored version by the time I learned about the show. So I was like, well, I'm gonna watch the uncensored version. But, uh... Yeah, a lot of people are saying it was censored pretty heavily. Well, they were kind of shocked to it it how little it's censored.
1: Yeah, like man. It it uh it, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, I, that definitely came out of left field. Especially I, I think you're like me, where it's like, I don't know what I'm getting into but it sounds interesting. And then it's something completely off the rails of like, uh Is this the right website I'm on? What am I watching the- right now?
1: I've been conditioned by Madoka to expect things to get like really dark. Exactly. This was like out of left field in the totally opposite direction. Like, like imagine, imagine if, um, oh, what was the character Hitomi from Madoka. Yes. Like, like the, the third wheel friend, like imagine if her fears were founded, you know? Yeah. Like you remember that scene is like, girls can't love girls. Like imagine if she was like, correct. Like that's what this is.
0: Well, apparently they can die in this show, too. I don't know. Some Something. Don't know, <laughs> they don't what? really explain much. Like, uh, okay, okay, even so. the whole purpose of her becoming a me- like even the villain, like, they haven't really explained, like, why. Like, she's just approached, and she's like, I don't want to. And he's like, well, I'm going to make you transform anyway. And he does a transfer, and she's like, oh, right, you're a villain now. And she's like, uh, okay.
1: But then, like, yeah, it's like nothing's been explained.
0: Obviously, after one episode. I mean,
1: to be fair to them, I don't think there's much to explain. Like, I, I think I get it. I think I know what the goal here is. And uh, it's not episodes. explaining the plot.
0: And, like, how? Like, okay, it's a wild and wacky first episode. And obviously, it's going to be something. But this is one of those series to me that's like, how can you keep the joke up for 13 episodes? That's my well, only thing. But well, maybe they'll find. Maybe they'll find. You know, can see. How many first episodes have you watched that are either really good or really unique, but then, like, it shits itself halfway through? You know. Hopefully it doesn't, but uh, maybe there'll be something that. Hopefully it'll be something that keeps.
1: Dude. Keeps Darling up. and the frank springs to mind. Holy shit, man.
0: Never saw it, but I saw how uh. crazy it was.
1: It was a wild ride, I remember all the shit posting like it was yesterday. <laughs> those were good times, man like i i I talked to people in real life about darling and the Franks when it was going on like yeah, that's yeah. how that's how endemic it was. Wow, like oh my god it those were wild times, and then it shit the bed but that that's that might be a review for another day. there you go. We haven't had
0: anyone review it i Don't think.
1: Okay, I haven't watched it since. I might be due for it.
0: Maybe I'm wrong. One sec. Bonsaibeat.com front slash reviews. There you'll find our entire review index of everything and anything we reviewed. And no, we have never watched, or at least I have never reviewed Darling. No one on the show has reviewed Darling and the Franks. So... Plus, that game was Darwin's game. Which I'm sad there's not a season two yet. Because that show was fun.
1: Is is that just like people doing like stupid stunts and killing themselves? Kinda. Not stunts, but it's (laughs) your typical King's game.
0: Which sport? Oh, okay. I I figured it was like a.
1: Like related to like a Darwin award. No, yeah. (laughs) Which
0: sport? Basketball or hockey? Siri, be quiet. Which sport? Oh my God! Please, okay. Siri, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> I have British
1: Siri. Asking about uh, basketball. What kids? Yeah, I said Kings game,
0: and it's like what sport? No, I don't want sport- <laughs> sports. Uh no, it's basically like um, an app shows up on someone's phone, and they get superpowers, but they don't exactly know it yet. And they have to fight other people. Think of, like, Future Diary, those type of shows. Okay. All right. It's a really fun show. I really enjoyed it. Um, But, you know, it's been done to death. But, uh, yeah, I didn't think you'd watch that kind of show. And I wasn't even going to, I was even thinking to myself, like, man, it was wacky, but do I bring it up? Maybe I won't, because I don't know how crazy uh, you know. it's going to get.
1: Like, a little magical girl stuff every now and again. Not bad. A little etchy every now and again. Not bad either. But uh, usually I like to know what I'm getting into. Yeah.
0: You know the one thing I keep thinking about that episode, though? Is they're like telepathically talking to each other like, Oh no, we sense evil. And they're like, all three of them are like, We need to use the restroom. And it's like, what teacher in the right mind is like, "Oh, this is odd. Yeah, you three, you seem to always leave together at the same time when something happens, or you know, just randomly throughout the week.
1: I, I think they're definitely sort of poking fun at the concept.
0: Yeah, because you never see it. It's, school's just kind of there for these people, and it's like, oh, that's a thing we do when we're not fighting monsters." Yeah, no, ah, we'll see how it goes. The last show I checked out, I actually went back because we're gonna talk about what's coming out here soon. Uh I went through my back catalog and finally picked something. Um, I found a show from 2014, and I really, really hope I like it. I've watched the first three episodes, and it's been so it's been good so far. The Kawaii Complex Guide to Manners and, Ho- and Hostile Behavior. Basically, yeah, basically, uh, think of like, I don't know if you've ever watched, um, Fudge, oh, I can't think of the name, it's sitting on my shelf. Love Hina, thank you. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, think of Love Hina a while ago, yeah, think of Love Hina, but like, ah, kind of the same, no, well, a lot less punching. But basically, like the main character, Usa, like begged to like stay in like Tokyo, or his parents like left or something. So as an agreement, he like agreed to move into this like dorm slash like hostel like apartment type thing, and like it's basically like run by this really old woman, and they've got like different tenants of different ages. Like his roommate, I think, is about the same age as him. And he likes, like, looking at... Oh, God, it's disgusting to even say it loud. The joke is he likes underage
1: girls. Oh, dear.
0: Yeah. Um, and then there's another girl that he really likes. Her name is Kawaii. That's where the name comes from. The name of it's the Kawaii Manor. And it's also a hostel. And um, Kawaii is or it's they just call her Rechan. Ritsu is like the cute girl he falls in love with instantly. And she's kinda like emotionless. She's like a bookworm type. Um and then there's like another character who's older, who's like always getting dumped by men and can never keep a relationship. And then like another a fourth girl or fourth lieutenant who's also another girl who's like super cute and like uses her attractiveness to get what she wants. Or things of that nature. And there's just wacky hijinks ensue.
1: Alright. You said that was
0: from 2014? Yeah. Alright. It gets a uh, 74% and it was done by Brainspace and it's tagged as like comedy, romance, slice of life. Like, it's just wacky. Like, it's not crazy, but it's not like it's basically like us at like Usa's perspective of like, oh man, I really like her. She's cute and you know, wants to like get to know her, but she's standoffish and a bookworm and you know, like would rather be reading than socializing and you know yeah. And there's a lot of like hmm. itchy elements and just comedy and it's 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 unique, I'll say that much. It's not bad. But it's definitely like even I've been 3 episodes in, I have found myself like how much longer is this episode? Like sometimes the stuff kind of drags.
1: Yeah, but, no, I definitely know what you mean.
0: But it's not bad where it's like, oh, this is boring. But it's just kind of like, all right, this doesn't really
1: hit. Cuz like it kind of break it's like a weird midpoint.
0: Yeah, they like kind of break up the episodes where it's like Maybe something's happening for the first third, and then there'll be some other kind of different story happening. But it's not like it's not like a gag comedy or or something like um like Azumanga Daio or 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 um. Oh, what's the show with the with the craziness with the two girls and the robot butler, and they like suplex the deer and.
1: Oh, uh, oh, I know what you mean, Niji Joe. Uh... Yeah,
0: yeah, it's not the absurd level of like Niji Joe level, where it's just like weird story after weird story after weird story with, with no, there's some at least connective heaseness, but at the end of the day, I feel like every episode, like there isn't really any large, like overbearing plot of like, outside of like Usa wants to get to know Risa, uh, yeah. you know,
1: reach of so like there's there's not enough story and not enough, like wackiness. Yeah, like, it's like you know, oh, these the these
0: different tenants and their wacky hijinks together of living in a shared you know, hostile slash like setting and you know, the weird things your roommate does or you know, oh, the, the 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 older woman who can't land a boyfriend and she turns to Usa, who's a high schooler and like tries to proposition him and he turns her down and she's sad because no guy likes her. You know, the things that happen.
1: Uh, <laughs> you hate to see it. It's sad.
0: Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's, it's 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 been on my... I don't know why I added it at one point. I don't know how it got recommended to me, but I added it at some point and I was looking through my list of stuff to watch and I'm like, I am going to check this out. And can't say I'm not glad I did, but it's not like i'm I'm still going back to and trying to watch an episode a day. It's twelve episodes, and it's it's not bad, but it's just yeah. so so far, I haven't found like nothing to keep me glued and be like oh I'm, i I gotta watch the next episode so yeah, but all right, that is it, as far as things we're watching and all that jazz. But a new season is upon us. And I think for the first time, unless I hear about some wildly fantastic show, this is the first season. I only have one thing outside of, besides this Magical girl show that I am going to watch. That I know that I'm going to watch. I looked through everything. And there are, A, there are, again, a lot of sequels. And I got to thinking the other day, we are so fucking lucky that sequels are occurring because, man, they used to be a thing of the past where half the time you never knew if you'd ever see the show again. But it seems like more and more now, shows are getting sequels announced in like season episode 12 of the show, the final episode. And I just wonder if it's because just anime is so hot or, you know, that people are finally finding stuff that is making money and it makes sense to make boatloads of sequels.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can really speak to that. Because I, I was under the impression, at least, that a lot of anime serves as um, advertisement for the source material. It does. and Very much. you know, like, if it makes money, good. If it doesn't, it's not as big a deal. But, yeah, I don't know. If, if anime is sort of moving into the space where there's a lot more sequels, then I feel like it either means it's profitable for its own sake. You know, they don't need it as advertisement as much. Or...
0: Although I also wonder, like, the sequel to High Card. What the fuck is High Card? Never heard of that. The sequel to Tsukiga Michibu Isekai. Uh, no fucking clue. Like, more Isekai bullshit. Always. (laughs) You know, like... Some of these I'm just like, I have never heard of this show. Should I have? I don't know. (laughs) uh um, what are you watching this season
1: uh well i mean that, that's about it really like uh dungeon meshy Yep. i'm gonna give metallic rouge a chance when it comes out and then uh i hate to say it but i think i'm locked in for the second episode of gushing over magical girls <laughs> i mean i say hate to say it but uh I don't know. I'm looking forward to see whatever horrible, degenerate thing happens next. There you go.
0: Yeah, the other show I'm watching, or that at least I know I'm going to watch, I guarantee you I'll probably see like Gigguk or Mother's Basement or someone saying like, oh my god, you gotta watch this show. And I'll check it out. Or something on Reddit of, oh, that you know. Like, I'm like 100 Girlfriends from last season. There doesn't really seem to be like the super hype show this season.
1: Yeah, I did notice that. But, uh... The second season of Yurisuke Yatsura
0: is coming out. And I love the first season. I love the fact that they kept it set in the 80s and it was just wacky and hijinks and just... I loved that we finally got an English dub of it. The dub was really good. And, uh... You know, definitely that wasn't a show I was watching week to week. I'd watch it in kind of multiple sittings. But even my wife yeah. would sit down and watch it with me. And it was nice because it's like, other than watching the first few episodes, the show doesn't matter. The episodes don't matter. Because everything yeah. resets.
1: I mean, it's, um, it's Rumiko Takahashi. Like, all her stuff is kind of like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're not if Rumiko Takahashi, she's done. we one-half. That's a million fucking episodes. And That's oh, man. similar, man. Ron, my, dude, I watched Ron. I bought that shit sight unseen. I didn't know what the fuck Ron Ma One and a Half was, and I bought the first season on DVD back in the day at Best Buy. And boy, oh. I love that show. I love the fact I, that ponds can turn you into different things.
1: Yeah, it, like it's, hot it's spring, those ancient sorry. Chinese curses, exactly. man. Uh, they're bad. I I remember like reading the manga like it, it was at like my local library because when i was a when i was a little kid you know i, I wanted to read dragon ball and all that yep but then uh, like dragon ball was checked out so it's like okay well i read Yu Yu haka show um i don't care about most of this stuff i'll read this one and uh, boy howdy it was something all right
0: <laughs> totally like different Sam
1: genre Purnu. yes I, I was like, okay, th- this this says martial arts, right? I'll read this, and um, yeah, I mean, there are martial arts, I guess, but that's not the focus. No, not
0: at all. That is just a, uh, I remember watching it and a panda chasing a girl, and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching?
1: It's like, alright, I'm in. Yes. Let's go.
0: And then you've got the blind guy who always gets lost, and shampoo, the Chinese uh, girl with pink hair, and Speaks with a very racist <laughs> accent. accent in the English dub. Uh, it yeah.
1: was acceptable in the 80s, all right? Yes, uh,
0: that's a great song. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, honestly, this is like the first season in a long fucking time. Because every season I'm like, okay, okay I'm finally going to be able to watch something from my back catalog. And then it's like, I found seven new shows I like. And then usually it's like, oh, I dropped two of them. And then I drop, you know, maybe one more, finish them. But then it's like, cool, maybe next season. And you look through and, oh, that sounds interesting. Oh, that sounds interesting. Before you know it, fucking nine more shows. And you're like, God damn it anime, stop doing this to me. And I think this is really the first first time in a long time that... I, there's nothing that instantly came out to me that was like, holy shit, this sounds really cool. There's a lot of isekai. There's a lot of... Even this like new arc. The new thing now is like these Otome villainous games? What are those? Like Those are the... Those are now, instead of being, like, isekai would into, like, a fantasy world, now it's, like, girl is isekai into the internal, into an Otome game, and now is the villainous of it. Oh, and so, like, okay. now it's, like, oh, the girl has to go over hot guys. So, it's, you know, it's isekai for women. Gotcha. And, all right. But that's, like, the new hot thing of, like, uh, all routes lead to doom was the first one that did it, and it was popular. So now there's, like, different, like, tons of different, of like, oh, no, trapped in a Otome a game as a villain. It's like, if okay, one yeah, does so it like,
1: good, you'll have 50 Yeah, one others. thing was really big and popular, and now yeah. everybody else is jumping on it. Exactly. Okay.
0: Exactly. So, uh, yeah. But there also seems to be, you know, for once, uh, less anime? Like, it's not. I mean, there's still a lot, don't get me wrong. I mean, let's see. 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 21, 24, 29, 30, 33, 36, 39, 43, 42, 43, 44, 45, 45, 45, 45 new shows. But I think at some point. We had something like 60 or 70 at one point. Wow. So, and, of course, it's winter, so... Usually that's when they bring out the heavy hitters, though, because, like, everyone's snowed in, and... You know? No one's going anywhere.
1: Yeah, but. no, I that, that's gonna be, like, next season, I think, because so that's, uh, like, what, Konosuba coming back?
0: Oh, hell yeah. I think you're Thank you. right. And there's a lot of good stuff in my 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 plan to watch for next season. I was actually just telling a buddy of mine today at dinner. I'm like, oh shit, uh Jobless reincarnation starts up again. And like uh, soon. And then I looked just a little minute ago and I was like, ah oh, shit, it's a spring, not winter.
1: Yeah. I I too wish for winter to be over.
0: I hate winter. going to move down south. That down
1: south, you're lots far south,er for well, you're a lot further south than I am, man. Like you don't know the half of it.
0: <laughs> well, no, I used to live in Minnesota, where we had to deal with winter and all that bullshit. And now I'm in North Carolina, where if a snowstorm shows up, everyone freaks the fuck out, and the city shuts down. Uh, yeah, the that's state true. shuts down. Yep.
1: There's no getting around that. Nobody knows how to drive in snow, including people who live in snow.
0: Oh, no, agreed. thousand percent. Oh, shit, you're right. You're all right. Konosuba Subarachi. Number three. I am adding this to my plan to watch. How I didn't have it before is beyond me. But it has been added to any list. Watching. Hell yes. I am happy, because, man, it was fun going back to the world of Konosuba with uh,
1: Megumin. Oh, yeah, that that was, uh, like, what, a season or two ago?
0: Oh Yep, that was, like, two seasons ago.
1: Okay, I I missed out on that, because I do enjoy Konosuba, but I I don't care for Megumin too much.
0: It was definitely fun, it definitely wasn't, like, like, do you have to watch it? No. It just tells everything leading up to when she joined the party. And she's a fun character. Uh, okay. And, like, it shows her going to school and, like, how her and YunYun Yun became friends and <laughs> that story. Uh, friends is a
1: strong word. That is
0: true. Friends is a strong word but they're friends and how she got her kitty cat. So, and her little sister. So yeah, it's, 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 it's fun, but like, yeah, not absolutely necessary. Well, oh, cool. Uh, I guess we said that. Uh, so yeah, tell us all about spy family season two. I know Where we talked about. I know we talked about it on the last episode. You said a lot of it, you know, takes place on a boat, and there's a lot yep. of boat fun, and yep. you know, not uh, uh, Anya following around Lloyd and hijinks, and now that the show's yep. over,
1: so. Now that it's over, uh you can basically divide the season into sort of like three parts. so there's before the boat, there's during the boat, and then there's after the boat. And I think if I had to uh pick which part of it's the best, it would be after the boat. and that's kind of uh kind of like a weighted rating because that's like that's only two episodes, and it's uh two of my favorite chapters that were adapted incidentally so a lot of what i talked about last time still stands you know there are just sort of like generic slice of life chapters which get adapted there's the whole boat business which is like a continuous story told through several chapters and then there are more you know assorted stuff later
0: gotcha so like what so for someone who's watched the season one, is it something that you absolutely need to like watch season two? Because it definitely sounds like they get away from the whole plot of like Anya needs to get the the stars and you know all you know the whole purpose of us you know we got to get close to that target for the security okay. of Berlin. And
1: yeah, I, I guess I guess when you come in from that angle, not much progress is made regarding Anya. Uh making friends or Lloyd making any progress. Um I take that back. There's one episode uh where like a little bit of progress happens. Anya's Anya Anya's working on uh plan B. So while Lloyd's trying to do all this stuff and get Anya to be an Imperial Scholar so you can bump elbows with uh that uh that politician guy, I forget mm-hmm. his name, some uh, like Damien Desmond or yeah, no.
0: that's a, yeah, Desmond.
1: De- Desmond, Desmond. Um, Plan B. In Damien, Anya's I think mind, was his kid. Yeah, Damien's the son. Yes. Plan B in Anya's mind is becoming friends with Damien, and so um, <laughs> th- there's this rumor around Eden Academy that uh, this famous, like, totally not French pastry chef will come in and he will make these macaroons, and if you eat them. They they make you really smart and you'll become an imperial scholar, <laughs> and that, that's sort of like a rumor, totally unfounded. I wish uh, Don't. <laughs> uh, it would be nice, wouldn't it? But uh, don't don't believe the lies. Um, but nonetheless, you know Anya and her classmates are like uh, six and therefore susceptible to rumors. So when there is a pastry chef who does make uh, macaroons, naturally they all you know want to get them. The trouble is. Uh, There are six kids and five macaroons. So what ends up happening is they play uh, a game of Old Maid to decide who gets the macaroons. Now, you you know how to play Old Maid, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's basically like you're, you're stuck with a card. Or rather, there is a card. You don't want to be stuck with it. You take turns like picking a card from somebody's hand and somebody picks a card from your hand goes around, like, you you discard cards and pairs, and the game ends when one person's stuck with the old maid. Yep. Um, Like, obviously, Anya can cheat by reading minds. Yep. You know? So, she does that, and um, Damien accuses her of cheating, so they they go for another round, basically. And, you know, she's like, okay, you know, I I, I should probably not cheat, I should probably be honest. And it gets to a point where, like, it's Pretty clear she's going to lose because Damien actually knows how to play the game and understands like uh body language and facial expressions and all that. And if I remember correctly, because this episode was from like three months ago, uh Damien recognizes he's about to win. He sees Anya tearing up, you know, we see things through like Damien Vision again, because yep. uh, the anime does that occasionally. Yeah. And he, he decides to lose. And then uh, the macaroon doesn't do anything because it's just a cookie.
0: Well, you would think he'd just so, be like here, yeah, you can have it. You're stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that was what he did. Actually, so I can see him uh, saying it, like, "Oh, yeah. well,
0: I only let you win because you know I'm already so smart and you it, know b- basically you're, like the, you're the a upshot. Hit, you need help.
1: The, the upshot is that Anya gets the cookie and Damien says something kind of rude to save face. Like, yeah. You know, like what whether he lets her win or wins and then gives her the cookie anyway, like that's kind of immaterial. But so, like that's that's really as far as Operation Strix went. Um. Yeah, like it, they're really just adapting a lot of sort of like slice of life chapters, and that's not bad necessarily, because they are you know adapting the source material and they're doing a pretty darn good job of it too. But. Aside from no real progression on the main plot, which, you know, I I could see why some people would be unhappy with that, Uh, there are pacing issues, too. Like, I I did go into detail about the boat and how, like, that could probably be tightened up a bit. Um, There's also a thing they do where, in some episodes, they have this little introduction where they say, you know, like, hey... These are the countries they're in a cold war. This is Lloyd. He's a spy. this is yours. She's an assassin. This is Anya. She can read minds. blah, blah blah mm-hmm. like a like a time filler recap for those of you in the cheap seats basically and i'm I'm thinking that's like um them padding for time because it 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 seems like a weird there's this weird thing where they'll adapt like a bunch of chapters that don't really fit together. It's sort of like an A story and a B story. And I I think they're just struggling to like fill the time slot. And so they'll sometimes add in like this recap. But my problem is that it's not consistent, you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe like beginning and end or every episode or not at all, you know?
0: Gotcha. Does it, does it feel like they just like, holy shit, we found a mega hit. Everything that seems to touch with this anime is gold. We need to get more out the door quickly. And instead of Ah. like investing in like pushing the forward story, there's like, fuck it. Here's a bunch of chapters of, you know, boat things and, you know, side stories and just, you know, nothing really. It's just there Mm -hmm. to be there. You know, like, hey, we got something on TV. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, I, I don't get that impression because basically, like the main plot in the manga, that's you know, that's more or less what's happening, anyways. Okay. Like, like progress is kind of stagnant, partially because like you know, like A- Anya's going to school. Like school takes twelve years, you know. Yes. So, like to some degree, it's understandable, and you, you know, like there there are other things cooking in the background. Like not not to spoil the manga, but. One of the more recent chapters, um, basically, Yor got drunk, and um, she was kind of being egged on by her friends about how, like, you know, why is your marriage with Lloyd so good? Don't you have anything to complain about? Mm -hmm. And she basically got into her head that if she doesn't have anything to complain about, that must be suspicious, so she needs to go home and, like, start a fight. (laughs) As, As one does. And as as one does, and well, I, I mean, like she at first she got into her head that she needs to go kill Lloyd, and then the waiter's like, you know, Miss, you can't leave the restaurant with the cutlery, but it <laughs> extreme. And, yeah, well, like there's a bit more to it than that, you know, because she she in her mind she was talking to like uh, the guy at the garden, the the garden being like the assassin. Academy or whatever. Gotcha. The, the organization she's a part of. And the guy's like, you know, this, this Lloyd Forger, you know, he's he's too suspicious. He's holding you back as an assassin. You gotta kill him. And, like, it it made more sense because, like, it, we didn't initially know that it was your just sort of, like, drunkenly thinking all this. Mm-hmm. But, um... So, like, th- there are things brewing up because, you know, the, the implication there is that, like, maybe if Lloyd's real profession were known to the people in the garden, maybe they would take a dim view of him associating with you. That's the idea. So gotcha. that that might be like a little plot thread later. But back to season two. Um, as for what the issue is, it's not that they're deliberately ignoring progression. I, I think... I don't know what the issue is. Maybe there is like, some rush to, like, we need to get something out and, you know, broadcast it. But, like, they're not lacking for material necessarily. And, you know, I I hate to say it, but I, I feel like they could get away with filler. Yeah. You know? If they were to do, like, a couple, like, Anya's school days here or there, like, that's something that they could make, like, good, convincing filler. But no, I I think, you know, come to think of it, this is actually something I noticed in the first season, like when they broke it between spring and fall, they picked like a weird place to do it. Well, and
0: that was kind of my complaint in the back of my mind was I loved the first half of Spy Family. Yeah. But what was it? It was the store getting off the ground. It was Lloyd finding Anya. It was Lloyd finding. Yeah. It was a lot uh, of setup Yeah. Not a lot of payoff. Yeah. But it was like, okay, how is Anya going to get out of this? How is she going to get out of that? What about the other thing? It was leading up to her getting into the school. Well, then it was like, yeah. And then she got in. And
1: then now what?
0: Exactly. Where it's like, uh ah, she's got Damien and his little gang of friends. And, you know, and there was some funny shit. Like, I always remember the dodgeball game with the, with the really big kid. That was kid. iconic. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know. But you can't have that every fucking week. And Yeah,
1: like, th- I, there needs to be some real stuff, too.
0: Yeah, but by the end of it, it's just like, oh, we're going on... We're, you're, and, you're and Lloyd are trying to go on a date and Yanya wants to tag along, so they sneak around and do crazy spy things with with the Afro guy and... And you know, or we meet her brother who loves his sister a little too much, and yeah, you know, but it's like, uh, what's what's going on with the main plot? Oh, that's over in the corner. You worry yeah, about it, it definitely. You know, you worry it about them, is taking a backseat. Yeah, you worry about them finding a dog. You know,
1: well, <laughs> I mean, that that is one of my specific things because, like, in episode like eleven in the first season, they set up the dog stuff. And then episode twelve was something unrelated, and then they went to the dog stuff after like the three month break. Yeah, and in my mind, uh, that arc with the dog—that's like uh, that's probably fun the arc. apex so far. Yeah, it's like, a
0: fun. It's like, fun. Uh, aside
1: from, aside from like the hand grenade wedding proposal, that's probably my favorite part. There you go. But uh, but yeah, back, at the end back of the day, season two.
0: yeah season. So that's where I was kind of like, like I even thought about watching more, and I and I probably will. But it's just like, I really felt like season two. There's like, especially after see episode one, where I was like, oh, she got shot in the ass and she has to get around it. Like, is this setting the scene for like season two? Okay, it's one episode, but then after hearing you talk about it, it's like. Huh. Sounds like I kind of could just skip yeah. season two.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, you probably can to a degree. Um, and it's unfortunate to say that because there are good bits, but <laughs> there are just too many like little little things adding up into big things. Like, if you like the first season, you'll probably like the second season. Oh, of
0: course, yeah. It's like if you like but, it, you like it. It's more of yeah. the same. But it sounds like they okay. kind of stepped back from the main story, which was driving everything, to just you know what happens when they go on vacation, or whatever else, you know,
1: I mean, to be fair, like the vacation on the boat was sort of played up as like Anya says, "If we're not going on the boat, I'm going to deliberately fail my classes." <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, like "Oh God, like, I can't let that happen. Yeah, so, so Lori was like, okay, this is really bad. I need to go talk to the handler. Surely if I ask her for a vacation, she'll say no. And then she says, yeah. She's <laughs> like, yeah, go, go have a vacation. Fair. You need it. Yes.
0: Can't work but, all the time.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay, fair so, enough. Yeah, so like uh, the, the past two episodes, or the the last two rather, I think those were probably the best, but unfortunately they are just sort of avoiding the main plot. Gotcha. So the the first of the last two was um, basically it's this callback to the first season. Do you remember when uh, Anya dropped that family photo and Becky saw it? She's like, who's this hunk? Referring to Lloyd. Yes.
0: She, which is really creepy when they're like yeah. in like kindergarten and she's yeah. like, oh my God, your dad's so hot. Like, yeah, uh, the So, fuck?
1: <laughs> but so yes. unfortunately, this episode is kind of creepy to talk about too for the same reasons but it, it is funny so basically Anya uh, invites Becky over to like play and you know do like little kid stuff uh, Becky has an ulterior motive uh, she is dead set on stealing Lloyd from yore <laughs> and, and it's like it, it it it's obviously like a kid not understanding things yes. and like that that's what it is like. Like, come on, don't read too far into it. But like, oh man, so like the crux of the episode is like Becky comes over, Anya reads her mind because you know she does, and she's like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing now. And then she thinks about it, and she's like, okay, what what are the pros and cons here? Like, obviously, that mean lady dad works with, she would be a horrible mom. Mm-hmm. Yours a good mom, but. Becky would be a better mom because she's already my friend. She has like a private chef and all that. And she's sort of thinking about, like, okay, what happens? What happens from now on if Becky is now my adoptive mother? And Anya's sort of like subtly cheering this on the whole time as Becky ineptly tries to seduce Lloyd in the way that only like a little kid who's watching soap operas can. <laughs> and it ultimately culminates in this event where your brings tea to everybody and you know becky like she's like flipping her hair around and that doesn't do anything uh lloyd's asking questions about her family because her family are basically like uh they run like lockheed martin essentially like a a heavy industries company that have implications in wartime production should that happen gotcha so lloyd's asking like probing questions about like you know hey how's business And Becky takes that to be, like, interest in her. Um, So she she pulls this ploy where when she takes a sip of the tea, she says, like, oh, I'm drunk, and sort of, like, leans on Lloyd. And Lloyd's like, you know, it's tea. And Anya's like, it's tea. But (laughs) you're, she she says, like, oh, no, I must have accidentally steeped the tea in alcohol. I need you, like, we got to go to the hospital. So she picks up Becky and, like, starts running to the hospital and... um, (laughs) Uh, along the way, she gets hit by a car. Uh, the car's far worse off than Yor is. Um, but <laughs> basically... Y- yeah. Basically, like, uh, all these feats of strength convince Becky that not only is she no match for Yor, but Lloyd just likes, you know, Amazonian women. And so Becky sort of, like, concedes defeat. You know? So... Like the score at this point is basically home record zero, your two, uh, your reigns supreme. And like that that's kind of it for the episode. The last one is um It's just Lloyd and the dog. And basically the dog, Bond, he's using his predictive powers to try and do good things, but ends up doing bad things instead. Like, um he sees an old man who's about to like walk into traffic and get hit by a car so he runs up and like grabs the guy by the coat and prevents him from getting hit but lloyd's like you know hey you know don't don't attack old people and it's it's basically like bond's trying to do good things but uh because he can't properly explain himself he's just being chastised yeah and it's it, it goes on like that for a while and then ultimately um he alerts Lloyd to an arson that was going on. You know, they they go into this building, they save a puppy that was trapped in there and then um, Bond with his precognition figures out where the arsonist is and, you know, like, attacks him and, like, bites his leg and pins him and all that. And then Lloyd starts to realize, it's like, okay, th- th- there's something going on here. Like, you- you're not a bad dog, you're a good dog. But, like, you know... You can't just, like, go wild all the time. <laughs> and it was just, like, a, just like a nice sweet episode, I thought. Fair. So, you know, even if it wasn't advancing the plot or anything, like, there was more to it than just, like, uh, you know, here's an episode of your walking around a boat butchering people, <laughs> which is good in its own right, but, you know, maybe they could have tightened it up a bit.
0: Yeah. So, do they set up anything for season three, or is there any kind of cliffhanger, or is it kind of like, well, that was uh, that. It, it? We did it. That's a season.
1: Yeah, you no, know, there wasn't really much of a cliffhanger. I'm trying to think of if they set anything up. I mean, there was like little, little bits of foreshadowing, I guess, but they weren't setting up any specific plot. Like back on the boat, um your your had this whole moment where she was interacting with the mother she was protecting and their family and all that and you know like talking about family and basically that was kind of what pulled her ass out of the fire like the idea was she could have died but thinking of her family kind of pulled her out of that essentially gotcha and uh, it was sort of like the same thing with Lloyd, too. Like, after they would gotten off the boat, um, they they spent, like, a nice day at the beach doing all sorts of fun stuff. There's a montage. And then he thought of doing something, but like he normally does, he prefaces it with, like, for the mission, and he didn't do that. So the idea is they're both sort of settling into the idea of having a family.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So it definitely seems like, hey, you like it, you're going to watch more of it. Uh, yeah. Nothing spellbounding, nothing shocking really occurs, but it's more, it's more, you know, it's more uh, Spy Family, and there there you go, yeah. you know.
1: Like, uh, I'd, I'd probably, if I had to give it a number, I'd give it probably yeah, like a yeah, 6.5 or a 7.
0: Okay. So it's not, it's better than average, but... You know, it, at the end of the it's day, good. It, yeah, sorry.
1: It, it's good in its own right, mm-hmm. but it's better if you already like it. So like maybe a 6.5 if you're new, 7 if you're not, something like that. Gotcha.
0: I mean, does it seem to really matter? Because I mean, like you said, it, it did do a little bit of, oh, here's the setup, here's what's going on. Yeah, well, does like, it seem like yeah. you have to have, like, you had to watch season one? Because it sounds like you really don't.
1: Uh, to some degree, you would. Just because um early on, at least, there was an episode that was focused on Damien and his two cronies and if if you didn't have any uh, background on them, you know it like you would wonder like, okay, what's going on here? Who are these? Why do I care about them? Mm-hmm. uh th- There's not a whole lot of background on the school either, so like knowing that would help, probably not critical.
0: Gotcha. All right. Well, cool. Are you looking? You know, whenever season three does happen, are you looking forward to it?
1: Uh, personally, I am. Because, uh, well, I mean, I, I know it's going to happen. Like, oh, There's some yeah, good stuff. Manga,
0: so yeah. Well, cool. And uh, so, as someone who's watched the manga—or not watched—someone who's read the manga, how do you feel it's been adapted to for anime?
1: By and large, I would I would consider it a good adaptation Like, it's it's true to the source material Sometimes it, like, swaps Around the order of some chapters But not in a way that affects the plot It's more like, like, reorganizing One-off chapters here and there that aren't uh, I guess, uh, integral to Continuity Um, I think the f- The first season was Probably A better adaptation overall I would say just because it was a more holistic Picture But as far as the second season I mean It adapted the material well Uh, I think it sufficiently captured How dynamic Some of the action scenes were Especially on the boat Um, The only thing I think it really failed at adapting Was uh, some of the jokes just because there is this running joke about uh, Anya envisioning what might happen on the boat if Lloyd were to figure out what was going on mm. cuz the idea is like you know she she's sitting there thinking she's got like this thought bubble and Lloyd saying like you're you're an assassin i could never love an assassin i'm filing for divorce <laughs> i
0: could never love an assassin
1: <laughs> yeah it's like i could never love an assassin i'm filing for divorce and i'm putting Anya up for adoption And it's like this three panel thing where her expression becomes increasingly uh, anxious. And like the way I read it, it was like a really quick thing. You know, it's like I could never love someone who's an assassin. I'm filing for divorce and I'll abandon on you. And (laughs) like, I, I don't know. Like it, it wasn't fast enough, I guess for it to be as funny. It lost impact, I guess. What but, it makes
0: sense for someone who grew up in an orphanage and and whatnot. She sees it as like, God forbid, if well, anything goes sideways, i will to get back. Well, to yeah, life.
1: I mean, like that—that's a realistic fear for her, seeing as how it had already happened a couple times. Yeah, but it was—it was definitely played as a joke. Like Lloyd was saying, "I'll file for a divorce," and then it was sort of like in smaller text in parentheses, and and I'll put Anya up for adoption too. <laughs> like it was. It was definitely like she was reading into the situation a little too much. Yeah. And that's why it's funny. Yep.
0: Well, cool. I think that will wrap it up for this episode. And uh, we'll be back with more reviews. The season will have officially been underway. So we'll have more Magical Girl and Metallic Rouge and whatever else we end up watching from this season to tell you all about but until next time be safe take care thank you very much for listening
1: this has been the bonsai beat podcast if you have any feedback head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.